Support for a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in... Look, at this point, if you haven't shaved your balls with Manscaped yet, I can't save you. Save 20% on Manscaped at manscaped.com with code AKFYT. And let's get to this podcast. Hey, yo, it's showtime. Here we go. Buckle up, mask up, Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Mr. McMahon in your stereo. I'ma set the stipulation and scenario. Force count everywhere, doors drop everywhere. Hit you with a finisher from out of nowhere. Eyes all white with the cold stare. You know I had to go there. Hell yeah, the flow so real. Panties in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. You ain't really ready for the boss. No panties in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Shooting star deadly off the porch. No panties in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. The most electrifying, steady with the sauce. Not a penny in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Yeah, just a Kenny for your thoughts. What? The Kenny for your thoughts podcast. All right, everybody. I think we're gonna. Oh. Hey, we're actually in person. How weird is this? This is a little weird. Like I can actually touch your face. Like, uh, come, come, on. come. On, I don't have COVID. No. Come on. Come on. You're gonna act all shy when? Come on now. I've touched your face before. Oh boy. Look at this. <laughs> my dream match is gonna happen. CM Punk vs. Darby Allen. That's oh right, everybody. God. Yeah. Let's get hype. Dude, I don't know why I'm wearing headphones because I said I was gonna wasn't gonna be able to hear you, mm-hmm. and yet I could. I'm just hearing you completely fine. <laughs> <laughs> Next to each other, probably. <sighs> it's okay. So, <laughs> Bama Dave says. So, anything big happened tonight? Um, yeah, I mean, we had a good couple, you know, segments with um, Roman Reigns and John Cena. Right. Anything else? Uh, Roman Reigns, Cena. Uh, we didn't get Jamie Hader though, which I'm a little disappointed in. Yeah, but I do have her acting figure here, so. Good to go. That's a hold me over. That's a Becky Lynch action figure. It's my daughter's actually, so can you not put your COVID germs on it? Thank you. All right. Uh, Sultan says, hey guys, it's been a while. Yeah, where you been? We've missed you. Thank you guys for joining us. Right after uh, three hours of professional wrestling, you decide to watch a fourth hour with us, especially with Brandon. Um, Brandon, I mean... Bro. Let's just. Should we get into it? Let's we just right away. Let's do it. Blow our loads. <laughs> I'm taking this off, by the way, because there's no reason that I need to hear you twice. Mm-hmm. All right, once is enough with you. Um, I was told Ricky Rabies was debuting tonight. AEW didn't deliver. Um, yeah, there was another guy that debuted. Um, I guess let's talk about it. I, yeah, that's what you're all here for. So let's let's do like AEW did and just get straight into it mm, okay. because CM Punk shows up as soon as AEW Rampage starts. Dude, you what do you think about that? I, I think it was a good idea because I feel like yeah. the most people are tuning in like right at the beginning. I mean, sometimes they do. do you think this is just a one hour anyway. Yeah, yeah everybody's going to be tuning in at the beginning, I guess, just to see what's going on. But do you um, think that was for like the SmackDown crowd? Like, as yeah. in, like, you know, obviously the AEW crowd, us, like, we're going to tune into Rampage anyway. But with all the speculation, do you think that was for the people who were like, you know, um, hey, you know, I heard, you know, I'm not an AEW fan, but I heard that Punk's going to be on there. So as soon as they tuned from SmackDown to AEW, AEW gave it to them right away. Yeah, because, I mean, if it had been me, I'd be getting ready for bed, to be honest. Right. I'd probably pass it out. All jokes aside, like, I, I feel like people would have been like, um, 
you know, if they had watched the rest of the matches and they maybe didn't know who one or two people are. I'm, I'm, again, I'm talking about the WWE right. casuals here. They might have been like, all right, I'll see the punk stuff online or whatever. Right. Where this was more like a, let's just give it to them right away. And guys, I don't know if you noticed this, but I pointed it out right away. Did you notice that AEW went with like the WWE styled edit of Cult of Personality? Oh, yeah, he was... <laughs> He was like, obsessing over the yeah. Uh, the I mean, I'm a themer. Like, like, I grew up as like a themer, but like the static sound. Yeah, they even like, did the like like right at the beginning, yeah. you know. So I was like, I was marking out for that. Yeah. And then um, I want to read this. Bama Dave says, "Just being honest, I shed a tear for Punk. Oh no, uh, no I'll cry too. full on God for Becky, but I'm so happy for everyone." <laughs> Brandon, out me, be, out me on this too. What was what was the reaction by the way? If you cried or if you were happy that CM Punk showed up. Uh, hit a thumbs up on this video because we're all wrestling fans. I think we're all happy, right? But let's let's talk about when see when they showed the guy in the crowd crying. Bro, I was like, are we at a Michael Jackson concert? Both of us literally just like, ah, And it's like, but here's the thing: like, I I was emotional. I was emotional watching um, him on the ramp. And oh, you know when, when, when he was like, you could see like he was getting there. The crowd, yeah. But like the only reason I think that we were that way, at least I can speak for myself, is because when they cut to the guy, that was like a full on like, like, like breakdown. Yeah, like was it was like a full on cry. So I'm like, I don't want to tease him, but it was just like a whoa, like that was that was a wow. I didn't know it could get to that <laughs> level. You know, it was it was great. Yeah, um, you got grown ass men crying on national TV. And I had to go bust out my AEW hoodie just for this, I know, man. Yeah. I fit the aesthetic. I feel like me and you fit the aesthetic, but you know, it's getting kind of hot in here, you know? Oh, I don't have a CM Punk shirt, oh, so I don't, I don't have a CM Punk shirt, but look, hey, look, I got to keep it on because look, look on the camera. Oh, man. It's green. Oh. I got to keep this on. Uh-oh. Well, look, it changed oh, a little bit, but I gotta, it's all right. It's correct. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and zip yeah. this back up. You know, can't give you the goods. You know, oh, oh, man. you know, yeah. if you want to subscribe to my OnlyFans, make sure you do it before <laughs> October, uh, because I, because they are gonna take away sexually explicit oh, content. Man, what is that? Come on. <laughs> the so eight, yeah. Hold on, guys. The AEW shop crashed because of people buying the CM Punk shirt, For and John that is. Um, <laughs> I gotta read this remark. I apologize if I have to leave early for the ER. I've had this boner for an hour and fifteen minutes now. Now remember, if it lasts more than four hours, call your local Brandon to figure to figure that out for you. Um, and yes, that moment uh, he crossed his legs in the ring, perfect. Um, can we talk about? I told Brandon, CM Punk is so over. He's just a guy that gets it, and it's like he was coming off the dome and it's just like he has this star quality that's like missing from a lot of people and yeah. it, he's always had it though i don't want to want anyone to think that that's because he's returning now it's just he always has a way of like getting people's attention and just like he's there yeah i was telling him the other day like you know when i first because i didn't really see punk in the indies when i saw him on wwe i was like i didn't get it. i was like why are everybody <laughs> see him punk, old man, see him punk. So I was right. like, I, I, like I don't right. see it. Like he didn't look physically imposing. Right. Um, it was sort of weird. Like I didn't really get it. But uh, when they started doing like the straight edge society stuff, I was like, oh, okay, I can kind of see like his character stuff. Right. But uh, yeah, there's just. But then later on, it's just, there's something about like he's got there's like yeah, he's like a good actor or something. Yeah, he's got he it. can just it's like he can, he's a good talker. Like, he can speak. It in Hollywood is just defined as a star quality that you can't really put a definition on. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at right now, where it's like, you don't know why he's good. It's not like you can say, oh, he's a good talker. But there's a lot of good talkers that right. just don't get, you yeah. know, get it the way punk does. Yeah. 
And it's amazing. I, to be honest, I got flashbacks from Money in the Bank 2011. <laughs> CM Punk as hot as ever. Kenny has some competition. I, I thank you for that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, yeah, there's something about his like his delivery. He's like a good storyteller. Like something about it. it's like I'm like hanging on his word for some reason. You know, it's like I pay attention. It's like he doesn't really need to wrestle. Like he can just sit in the middle of the ring and Damn. talk, and I'm still like you know. Literally sitting yeah, in the like middle into of the ring. It, yeah. Yeah. And, so yeah. Um, and I want to read this comment. Kenny, is it official? Is CM Punk wrestling again? I just want to make sure it's true. Yes. If you haven't watched AEW Dynamite, uh, Dynamite, AEW Rampage, um, yes, CM Punk has officially said that he's going to be with AEW for years to come. Uh, he said every Wednesday, every Friday, every four times a year on pay-per-view. He really drove it home that, like, I'm here for a multi-year deal with AEW. And, um, you know, the first words that came out of his mouth were, I feel like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and it's like, to me, that says, like, you know, Punk can get a lot of shit. Like, bluntly, the people say he's got an attitude, he's got an ego, he's got this. But it's like... If you really look like the first words out of CM Punk's mouth in seven years of being away from, and I'm not counting WWE backstage, obviously, yeah. but being away from professional wrestling was him putting over one of the biggest stars in the industry right now. And to me, if there's a metaphor for CM Punk, like that's it right there of like, of course he came and he said it, of course I came back for myself, but I came back for all these young guys that weren't there 10 years ago that I wish yeah. was there. And definitely, you know, Punk is, I told Brandon, I'm like, Punk is where he needs to be. This is the stage he should have been on. Like, why go back to WWE? Why go back to the establishment when you can help a fledgling company, you know, get to that next level? Right. Yeah. You're also saying like, yeah, like CM Punk will sell tickets, you know, for AEW. Like, well, does he necessarily sell to the same fans in WWE the same way? He'll have more of a impact I think yeah like you're saying he's not what impact he's with AEW yeah well yeah <laughs> stupid <laughs> he mark should, he should go on impact right that'd be kind of cool maybe we'll do something like that actually that, yeah. I mean all jokes aside that'd be kind of cool punk and New Japan things like that the possibilities yeah. are endless but the way I said it was specifically was and it's not a diss so I know somebody might take it the wrong mm-hmm. way but I'm like these are his fans these are his type of fans right. you know and he said it he's like I was one of you and AEW's got the you know the, the smart marks right. that's the, the CM Punk crowd you know, CM Punk, to tell you the t- uh, kind of talent that he was, he brought those people into WWE and he was even good with the casuals, right. but it's like, it feels like he's at home. Right. And I don't say that lightly, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want anyone to think I'm an AEW mark. I think you all know that like, I'm a very uh, unbiased fan. Yeah. I love my WWE. I'm excited for SummerSlam tomorrow. Um, you know, I thought SmackDown was pretty good, and I'm sure yeah, I, the first thing I see is weird, but I see people are like, wow, one hour Rampage was better than two hours SmackDown. And I was like, why does everyone, <laughs> like, it, it's like, you can't just be happy. It's like, if I, the way I say it, right, Brandon, it's like, if I win a million dollars, I don't have to be happy that you're broke. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I can be happy with my accomplishments while not shitting on yours. <laughs> You know what I mean? So uh, it, my thing is like, yeah, I just felt like SmackDown was decent, but obviously Rampage, they blew up the wrestling world tonight. Because yeah, CM Punk. Yeah. But you know what? I still think the, the, the Cena Reign segment was still good good for me. You know what I mean? So that was like cool to have those two back to back. You know, you have that and then you have, you know, Punk show up right. for the next hour. Yeah, so it worked out. It was a nice 
couple hours of wrestling at least. Like Brandon, that. we need to do this in person more often because you've spoken more words in this one episode than you have on the, all the other episodes combined. No, it's because Brandon, they heard you. No, For the last 129 or so episodes, they heard you, Brandon. <laughs> or they didn't hear you, actually, yeah. is the problem. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I'm going to read the comments. The thing that got me was when CM Punk said, for seven years, I heard you. And, yeah, that is, I don't know. The Punk has a way of being like, you know, you know that he's the one on stage, but he has a way of making you feel as important as him. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm just one of you guys where, you know, damn well, he's the guy running the show. Yeah. And I think that's his appeal is like he makes normal people like us and I'm including us. I don't want to, I don't want anyone to think it's a diss. It's like he makes us feel like we're, we're up at the level CM Punk is at. I think that's his biggest appeal. You know who else had that appeal and it's going to get some heat because of what Roman said this week, but um, the rock, the rock is a guy who's six foot five, yep. 270 pounds, but he can make you feel like you're him. And I think that's why Roman said, you know, it, I don't know if you heard, but Roman literally t- told, uh, I think it was Ariel Hawani, told him like, hey, it's what you said, you know, he didn't draw. He basically insinuated that CM Punk couldn't draw the way The Rock did or Cena did and things like that. Um, how do you feel about that? This is where we get controversial, guys. I want to hear your comments and uh, connecting people through yeah. wrestling. Hey, good vibes, you guys. You see, I'm telling you, I think in person we're better, Brandon, because I can touch you. I can feel you. Better person. Don't give him any ideas, people. But no, uh, Are you sleeping over tonight. <laughs> no, 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 we're not again. Uh, yeah, no, it's you know what? It's hard to get into stuff like who's drawn and stuff like that unless you know yeah. unless you can really dig into numbers and merch sales and all that stuff. I mean, I saw some one thing or was kind of along those lines. Yeah. People were like, "Oh, yeah, we agree with Reigns because you know when Punk was champion in WWE, the ratings were tanking and all this stuff." And it's like, he was also there in the PG era. Right. You know I mean? yeah, so, so he was actually, like, yeah, to, so to me, he was actually like a bright spot on the show. <laughs> in like, bright spot yeah, the show. like, yeah. But yeah. And also, he was in a weird spot because he was like in the champion, but it was like other stuff was overshadowing. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, so it was, it was, it's sort of tough to say. Um, but, I, you know, I still think he, he's a draw. You saw, the, you know, the way that people reacted. Over in Chicago, yeah. they would sell more tickets and fill that big arena, you know. It's, hey, Bama Dave, I wanted to read your question, but I missed it. Oh, actually, there it is. Honest question. Without WWE, there would be no megastar CM Punk. Should he discredit them as he did? How did CM Punk become a megastar in WWE, though? By being the anti-establishment person in okay. WWE. So to say that, to me, this is my opinion. To say that should he discredit WWE, he was discrediting WWE in WWE. We were we knew he was the indie guy that was succeeding in spite of WWE. And WWE, to their credit, leaned into that with his booking. So do I think that you should take that away? No, because then you take away everything that makes CM Punk CM Punk. And people need to, and this is again my opinion, it's like get out of your fandom. It's like you can't be like, oh, oh my God, he dissed WWE. It's like, at the end of the day, guys, it's all a work. It's like, he feels it. Don't get me wrong. He feels it. But like, you know, if I'm on here and, you know, like, uh, you know, Bama Dave and I actually did a podcast last week. I'm going to say, you know, tune into this. Don't tune into Bama Dave. You know, I don't feel any hard feelings, Mm. but it's more like, you know, if you get competitive and you're head to head, it's like, you should say things. I don't know. Yeah, he kind of, I think he expected, right? I think he kind of expected him to have to say something like that anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of his character. Let's let's, let's backtrack there. Because the way I want to say it is like, if Punk didn't say that, 
it would be insulting to the fact that he left WWE seven years ago the way he on did. Bad, yeah, on sort of bad. It's like you want him to address that because yeah. he's been so silent for the last seven years. It's like, as a character, why not tap into that? Just like, again, Roman Reigns saying, like, well, Punk didn't draw. No, right. It's, it's good for his character. Right. Whether he feels that or not, or he's working, is irrelevant. It's the fact that, like, if you're waving the WWE banner, you should be disparaging Punk. I, I saw right. people go, well, why would he mention Punk when, you know, obviously it's probably going to be a better show than SummerSlam. First of all, that's, <laughs> uh, that's subjective. Hey. Like, we don't know that. You know, SummerSlam is going to draw its crowd. There's no doubt in my mind. But what I'm saying is, like, we all know damn well that CM Punk is relevant right now in professional wrestling. Yeah. Why not address the elephant in the room? Yeah, yeah. I don't I've never had a problem with that. I don't know why other people do. Yeah. Like, I... I kind of get like you know you don't want to you want to focus on what you're doing, but I, I think it's shot every now and then. I don't think that's a big yeah. A big and it's deal. like it yeah. it just kind of like shows their fans that it's like, oh hey look we we have our ear to this, the ground. Yeah. You know we know don't think that we're just existing outside of knowing what's going on in right. professional wrestling. Yeah. And I mean, if I saw people go you know saying stuff like oh you know don't mention AEW. You don't WWE didn't used to do cheap shots like that. It's like The Rock in 1999 was saying <laughs> you know six months ago. Chris Jericho, you were down south fighting Hoover, dude. <laughs> and it was just like a little jab, and it was funny, and that was it. It was never mentioned again. But it, those moments are good. It's like, again, guys, whatever criticism you have, don't forget to have fun. Don't ever forget to have fun in professional wrestling. Um, how, how many people are angry and calling it immature? I don't even think punk's a uh, punk, but uh, Roman Reigns said it with a, like, a lot of malice. It's like, it's, it's his opinion. A, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like the, the kind of digging at each other. I'm hoping, I actually was hoping at some point they'll sort of work something out and we we'll end up seeing, you know, Punk versus Reigns somewhere down the road, you know. Uh, Solomon Sultan says, did anyone see the tweet uh, Triple, was it Triple H sent to Punk? No, you, go ahead and put that in the chat if you can. Um, hey man, I remember that line from a previous episode. Yeah, it's like WCW and WWF in the 90s. They were throwing heavy shots at each other. Nobody said it was. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, I feel like a lot of people who were saying, oh, well, WWE and w or WWF didn't do that. were like, were you around back then? Because they used to like, they had Gilbert. <laughs> Gilbert made fun. It was like an outright parody of Goldberg. They had like um, the Nacho Man and the Huckster mm. about like, look at the old guys in WCW and we're the young stars. And it's just like, guys, the, what, the biggest difference is that it all went under the radar. Now it's like a, a point of, uh, of discussion here on a so point of ascension. Yeah. Sort of in these circles, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly that. And it's like um, wrestling's hate, wrestling fans hate fun. Come on, Kenny. No, that's <laughs> the thing. I actually had, you know, a lot of people, they're like, you know, it's funny. You try to say that you're positive on Twitter, like you're the positive wrestling fan, but I always see you tweeting out negative stuff. And I was like, that's how I do it, though. I only direct my negativity at the people who are being negative towards professional wrestling. Does that make sense? I'm not negative towards professional wrestling, but I'm going to call a spade a spade when people are out to freaking offend my baby. <laughs> and whether that's AEW or WWE, and I'm not saying that I digest everything and I'm fine with it. I call, you know, I'll call things out. You know, um, what an example. I mean, what's an example of something I didn't like recently? I liked everything, Brandon. Oh, oh well, you, you weren't happy, happy about, about the, you know, Wyatt, Wyatt I guess. Uh, oh, WWE firing yeah. Bray Wyatt? <laughs> oh, you're, you're not, not going to be happy, happy if Elias. Elias. <laughs> 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 
Uh, yeah, I was very critical of the whole uh, Elias gimmick change right yeah, now yeah. and feeling like they're like just going to waste him with a new character and just release him. <laughs> they're just going to hate. The rage is going to come out. Brandon, I don't even know how long we've gone, but we haven't talked about the other topics. But this is a fun topic, man. I still want to talk about yeah, CM yeah. Punk, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's got all these people he can match up with, put over, young guys. I mean, MJF, I'm excited about. Yeah. Mixing yeah. up with him. I mean, after Darby, of course. Did, did you notice, by the way, that Darby looked like he wanted to cry? <laughs> did you notice, like, there was, like, this moment of, like, I can't believe that. And I told Brandon, first of all, I told Brandon, I said, in 2021, we're seeing Sting and Darby yeah. Allen in the rafters and CM Punk is in the ring. Yes. And it's just like this whole, like, it just kind of like, you know, it's like that scene of Alan and the Hangover where it's all the numbers and stuff. Like, it, it didn't compute to me where it was like, why am I seeing WCW legend Sting, amazing new star Darby Allen, and then a returning CM Punk at the same time in a professional wrestling ring. And it's not WWE. It's like this, this whole big, yeah. new company. It just, it, yeah, yeah, it just like, it took me aback of like this, like, this isn't supposed to happen and I'm so happy it is you know so um, hold on Alex Guerrero says biggest pop since AJ Styles at the Rumble I'm gonna have to check that because we were at the Rumble in fact in fact I think I'm sitting oh, on the seat look look, if you look right here look I'm actually sitting on the seat because we were row seven oh, yeah. uh, at AJ Styles debut so that is the chair that they gave us um that night I told Brandon to bring his but he's like <laughs> yeah. he's like uh, you know I left it at my girl's house so you know you know Brandon <laughs> the main question for tonight is Bray the third man the third man in what sense I d didn't know what you were talking about there so I apologize but ask, ask that again uh, you weren't happy about Brandon soiling your couch <laughs> over Jamie Hayter yes it's true Brandon how did you like you're the only person online who knew that it was Jamie Hayter I thought it was Danny Jordan <laughs> I know people. Other people thought it was Sadie Gibbs, and you're instantaneously like, "Yeah, Jamie Hader." Exactly who it was, bro. Yeah. But hips don't lie. <laughs> that works. That's how I felt about CM Punk. When yeah. I was like, those, I, when yeah. he had his back to the camera, I was like, "That's yeah. definitely CM Punk's hips." Yeah. Right. I know, I know those hips anyway, right. anywhere, and th those look like hips that go down in about two minutes, fourteen seconds in the UFC. Right. But anyway, um, <laughs> but it, it's kind of weird that, like, well, at least for me anyway, that like CM Punk is like. A legend now, you know what I mean? Just, like, like, just hold my hand. No, I mean we don't. Uh, yeah, he's like a legend now. He's he's looking like like older, like a grown ass man. He's like 40s, I, I I made that comment yeah. of like it was so weird to see CM Punk older. Yeah, it's like this grizzled man, and you know, it's like The Rock when he came back in 2011. Like Punk was in the young guy role uh, yeah, of like yeah. being mad at The Rock, and it's like. Punk's in that role now. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I pointed out to Brandon, speaking of The Rock, I pointed out that CM Punk's been gone from wrestling as long as The Rock was. The Rock was yeah. gone for seven years before he came back in 2011. And that was like, I remember thinking like, wow, he's been gone for so long. Yeah. And for some reason, I guess, because when you're older, time passes by quicker. It doesn't feel like Punk's been gone that long. Especially since he maintained like a relevancy. Yeah, because you kept chanting his damn name over seconds. You know what I said? Like, I said this is the first time I tweeted out this is the first time in seven years that, a, that wrestling fans are going to chant CM Punk CM Punk and I'm not going to instantly face palm because now it's like you could actually chant his name like it's not I don't want to but you know what sucks yeah. it's like there's going to be the people in WWE yeah, the, yeah, the crowd who are just yeah. going to be like CM Punk <laughs> like feeling like you're like yeah we need to make his name be heard and it's like uh, 
leave that shit leave that shit out I, obviously i'm happy to say punk's here but like leave that shit out like you don't have to disrupt the show with that um hunter says um yo and we still have daniel bryan uh, uh or oh, yeah. do you see, do you see how i read that at daniel bryan even though yeah. he wrote brian danielson so there, yeah. there's me and my wwe character names um who <laughs> had soiled their couch over Jamie Hader. Uh, the third man for an upcoming stable, or could he lead the Dark Order? So, a little sidebar. Um, I said, I had tweeted this out, and it got passed around pretty, pretty well. Um, I said, you know, the Dark Order should never, ever have a leader again. Brody Lee should be their, you know, their prod- mm. prodigal son. There, okay. should, there should be their exalted one, obviously. But I said, if there was any, ever any man that could lead the Dark Order and pay tribute to Brody at the same time, it's Bray Wyatt. Mm. And it's like, you know, you can, you know, again, not to get, like, deep into this, but it's like, you could just see Brody being happy with that. Mm. You know, like, you could see Brody being like, hey, if there's anybody that I want to I take it, let it, be, mm. let it be Bray. I mean, it, I mean, it's tragic what happened, but in a way, it, was, it worked out because, you know, they... Turn the faction, I guess. Baby you know, face, good, yeah. Yeah, good guys. And then you got to see sort of the personality of the, the other characters. Um, but hopefully in the future, it'll go back to what it was. Because I was yeah. actually kind of excited for the cult. Right. Sort of yeah. Give us a thumbs up, you know, if you're, uh, if you're fans of the Dark Order right now. You know, um, I will say that in terms of the Dark Order, I said the same thing. Uh, and this is obviously Brody's death. It was a tremendous loss. So, But we're taking that aside. You know, I don't want to just focus on his death. Yeah. I don't like the current iteration of the Dark Order because, like you said, I, I, when they first debuted, I thought they were hokey. I thought they were cheesy. I hated them. But as they developed that cult character, I was like, whoa, this is it. You know, and I actually didn't like Brody's inclusion uh, when oh, he yeah, was like he Mr. Like Brody yeah, Lee. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he was Mr. Brody Lee in the like McMahon parody, I didn't like him. I liked him on BTE. It was amazing. But I was like, eh, not so much, you know, leading the Dark Order. Um, so to me, it's like, you know, obviously after what's happened, it's like, maybe can we get back to that cult, uh, you know, join the dark order mm-hmm. kind of thing and like make it make it a thing. Because I, I loved it. I, th- I don't think it saw its full potential. And uh, I think the pandemic is the reason for that. You yeah. know, but so you'd rather just have assuming Daniel Bryan shows up at some point, you'd yeah. rather just have him be on his own or like mixing it up with like the top three guys or something. What just happened in your brain? Well, we were well, talking about the Dark Order, and then the way you transitioned into Daniel Bryan was as if we were talking about him. For some reason, I thought that's why we, I thought they were talking about like Daniel Bryan being like the leader of the Dark Order. Oh, I don't know. Why. I, if I could just spend the day in your brain, it would just. <laughs> what did you do that pissed? Oh, so listen to this. Let me tell you how Brandon's brain works, right? So Brandon and I are watching. Smackdown on like a one minute delay because you know we started maybe what 805 like a five minute delay 805 as opposed to eight o'clock and um so we get we're stuff's happening and you know we're five minutes off and Brandon tells me to fast forward the matches and (laughs) go ahead yeah it was on a commercial break and he was like fast forwarding the commercials right and I thought he was just trying to get it perfectly right up to once the show started back up okay yeah okay so that's what it was so Brandon was saying just go live and I was like hold on Brandon hold on a second I said if we go live all we're gonna do is just see more commercials 
Because if we don't go live, as we skip the commercials, after two commercial breaks, we're going to get back to live anyway. So it's like, Brandon, are you just basically wanting to see more commercials? Yeah, it didn't yeah, make sense. Brandon's yeah. way just didn't make sense. At that point, I forgot we were watching on delay, and I was just like, oh, I don't want him to rewind it back to get it perfect. Like, it, like, the, the whole point is, like, Brandon oh, made no sense. He was just like, yeah. oh, just skip it all the way yeah. ahead. When I think at the time, we were literally like a minute off. And so it was just like, why would you want to watch more commercials when yeah. the next commercial break, we're going to be in sync? Yeah. Anyway. But then it got brutal. Maybe, maybe it's on me because through, I assume yeah. that you're as intelligent as me. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Brandon had to watch Taco Otis. <laughs> yeah. Arby's commercials. And then uh, Vance's, uh, aka 10, is going to go places. I agree with that. Brian Danielson next. Yes. And that, that's the crazy thing. It's like we still got some debuts to go. Yeah. Um, if the rumors are correct, obviously. And I would put money that they are correct because it's lining up exactly how we're thinking it is. Yeah. And that, that goes to show you something. And I've argued this with wrestling fans a lot. Predictable doesn't mean boring. I've always seen people like, oh, well, if it's predictable, you know, it's, I don't want to see it. We all knew Punk was coming. Every single one of us. And it didn't make it any less impactful. Mm. And so it's like, I, I want people to know that, like, if you know that some guy's winning the Rumble and going to WrestleMania, or if, you know, um, a girl's winning the title, or some storyline's going to happen a certain way, or somebody's going to debut, it's like, if it's the way to go, just go, just just go, go with, with it. it. Yeah. You don't have to shit on it, you know, just because it's quote-unquote uh-huh. predictable. Um, Brandon's always 10 minutes ahead. You got to catch up, Kenny. I like that. Uh, let's talk about that bloodbath on SmackDown. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, how did Seth Rollins turn into his statue from 2015 so easily? I wish I had the pictures prepared, but go on my Twitter because I, I did post it. Because um, <laughs> he literally... Uh, was just covered in blood. Uh, can I admit something though? Yeah. And maybe I'm in. This is me being an attitude error, Mark. Uh-huh. I was really upset that Gangrel didn't come out. Yeah, I thought. I thought they were all gonna come, come out. out. Yeah, they were both gonna, gonna come out, out or something. And, yeah. and you know, there's a little bit of a loaded thing there because we've done commentary and worked the show with Gangrel and got to meet him. And uh, one of my shirts is ruined because I decided to be a dumbass and take a picture of Gangrel spitting the blood, not realizing that what comes up must come down. And so my white shirt got ruined uh, that day. Yeah. Okay. When he spit the blood, but uh. I think that's why I was mad too, because I was like, "Oh, it's Gangrel!" Like yeah, you know, we've yeah. done this stuff with them, not done stuff like that, yeah, not, yeah. Not, not stuff like me and oh, you have done, on. you know. Come on, you know. They don't need to. No. Yeah, no, no. Uh, no. yeah, don't bring that up. No, yeah. I'm like Ric Flair on a train. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that? I won't put it up, but have you? Do you know him, Tomo? I think I've seen that. How do I say this? Um, let me see if I can make this PG for everybody. Yeah. Uh, there was a picture of an old man. Uh, with white hair, you know, white blonde hair, yeah. and it was from the back angle, and uh, it was from a train, and a girl's legs were up, and he was definitely giving her the old cundalingus, <laughs> and nice. uh, not metalingus, which yeah, is uh, yeah. you know edge song, but no, he was giving no, her yeah, the yeah. old uh, schwa schwa, oh yeah, you know the whole if you smell you know that sort of thing, and it definitely went viral because everyone was like, what the hell is Ric Flair doing? And everybody got really creative with it. And uh, Ric Flair tweeted out a picture of him, like his face on a train yeah. or something. And he's like, it wasn't me, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so that was an amazing, amazing thing. Like, I'm not usually about like passing around the crude stuff yeah. like that. But I was like, that's hilarious. There you go. There's nothing wrong with a little. Right. Yeah. 
Right. Swash, swash. So, I mean, if you ever want to book a train ticket with me, let me know. Oh, well, yeah, I don't. Well, yeah. Know, I'm a giver, not a receiver. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's not about, about the destination, but the journey. Yes, especially if you're on a train with Ric Flair. Um, AEW will always be better than any future WrestleMania. That's a little bit too biased. <laughs> oh, hey, hold on. That's a little bit too biased for me. You see, that's the thing. <laughs> just because, no, no, right just because, happy, no, Kitty. but happiness it goes back to what i said happiness doesn't have to be at the detriment of someone else's happiness if i like wrestlemania which i do we were at wrestlemania we've been to what seven wrestlemanias i love wrestlemania that didn't stop me from going to double or nothing that didn't stop me from marking out when cm punk came out so i don't i am never going to accept anyone telling me oh that was better than wrestlemania mm-hmm. You know, when, here's the thing also, though. When Tony Khan's saying double or nothing's better than <laughs> WrestleMania, I always laugh at people's reactions. They're like, no, it's not. I'm like, what was he supposed to say? He's Tony Khan. He doesn't own WWE. He, gotta, yeah. he owns AEW. You gotta, put you gotta say it here. like that, man. Kenny for your po- uh, thoughts podcast is the best wrestling podcast in the world. What do you expect me to say? Okay, yeah. Eh, don't watch us. Watch, the, uh, watch another yeah. one. I mean, know? They know better, but yeah. The, yeah, but yeah, as you were saying, you know, I can the, punch uh, you, right? The, like, uh, I can physically yeah. punch you in person. Like, I want you to understand that that can happen. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and drink my ice water and cool off a little bit. Yes, a little but, hot in here. But yes, the uh, the bloodbath thing was cool. A little markout moment, man. I wasn't expecting that. It was a nice little surprise. I didn't blood know bath. they were gonna take it. Bloodbath, what, what blood is black well, like that? Yeah, I, I, well, I just meant the, the little character. Not in yeah, dry yeah. blood, I guess, if it turned <laughs> yeah, that color. Damn, iodine <laughs> came out of it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it was, it was a cool and thing. I, yeah. Look, I appreciate, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, so, the, you know, the person, uh, Alvarez, I can't see the first name, sorry, right. uh, who said, you know, the WrestleMania comic, he says, I respect your opinion. Uh-huh. I respect you, too. And that's the thing. I think people got to realize, like, just because we have difference of opinion and even vitriol in our yeah, responses, yeah. it's like, I can respect what you just said by saying, like, we're cool. Yeah. We don't got to fight about it. Like, we don't have to hate each other just because we have difference of opinion. Right. The only agree. person yeah. I hate in this life is Brandon. Yeah. So, I mean, we, I don't got to hate anybody else. That's enough hate in my heart already, you know? So is hate for so many years. <laughs> Brandon's <laughs> about to be fired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, Kenny, since the good thing's happening on AEW, do you think other wrestling companies should join and put on one of the biggest dream card matches of all time? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we need it. Okay, this, uh, this is me talking from a business aspect. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't think it's needed to do that right now because AEW is firing our own cylinders by itself. So if anything, AEW should be helping other companies, which they're doing with Impact okay. and New Japan yeah. and things like that. But it's like, you don't need the super card right now, especially with like the pandemic and the like, you know, situations mm. the way they are. It's like maybe in a couple of years. Yeah, but they like can do their WrestleMania ch- equivalent. Yeah, right, it's like, you know, stadium, right, yeah. exactly. Cause remember we still have TIAA bank field that one day, you know, no doubt in my mind that they're going to put on a show there and you know we're just at the start of that like the CM Punk's coming you know uh, Brian Danielson's coming you know Brock Lesnar's coming I'm making that last one up but uh, you know I wouldn't be surprised at this point (laughs) I'm totally kidding they got the money to throw around man they should I think they should okay fair enough this comment says I thought you hate Meltzer more than Brandon (laughs) I if if hate were branches on a tree you know the hate tree if you will uh, you know brandon would be on one branch uh, and Meltzer would be on the other okay, and yeah, i'd be yeah. pissing on the stump yeah. okay you know that makes sense. you know 
I should make a shirt like that. It should be like a hate tree, and it's just your face and Meltzer's face with the with the with the Ric Flair cunnilingus tongue <laughs> that he does. We're gonna call that the Ric Flair cunnilingus tongue. Um, wait, hold on. Says I saw CM Punk tonight. Yeah, I, what? Oh, like just live, kidding. Live? <laughs> oh, did you? Okay, did you see it live? <laughs> like, is that what you're saying? I could. I, I was just kidding. Yeah. Um, no, don't do it. Remember what happened the last time when Brandon harassed you about a glass of orange soda on episode 97. <laughs> episode 97. We got fans wow. in this chat right now who remember <laughs> episode 97, Brandon. I don't remember episode 97. Do you? Is it true Ric Flair is going to make an appearance on the NWA? Yes, he is, which is cool, you know? I just want to see him chop a motherfucker. See, you know? see, see, I just so want to see him go like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so I, I love it. I can I abuse love, him in person. I love Vince Russo. He's like one of my favorite. But he can hate with passion. But we can still, we can still be cool on here. I liked yeah. Vince Russo a lot more than people would probably realize, because he came up with a lot of like really good attitude era storylines. I mean, he ruined WCW for me. <laughs> like he absolutely shit. Judy. The only match he did good in WCW was Judy Bagwell on a pole, on a pole, on a forklift. Jesus, I don't want to see. Do not want to see Judy Bagwell on a pole. <laughs> For love of God, how did they hang her up there? <laughs> by the by, by which orifice? Yeah. Um, but anyway, what were we saying? <laughs> I have the image of Judy Bagwell on a pole. Uh, Talk about our love and hate, like Vince our Russo. disagreements, yeah, yeah agreements, yeah. I, yeah but cool Vince Russo, I think he's a mark for himself. I mean, that's I think that's where he gets the hate, you know, from. It's like he is who he is. Uh, Rick, uh, Rick Flair versus Nick Aldis, book it. And here's the thing, I'm I'm totally okay with that. Mm-hmm. I, this is actually let's talk about this. This is where I got shit because I said if you're okay with Rick Flair and Sting wrestling in AEW, but you're shitting on Goldberg wrestling in WWE. I think you're a damn hypocrite, and people came for me after that, you know. It's funny, you only hear from, from negative, you know, but if you looked at the likes, I had a lot more likes than I did comments that were negative. Um, and what I meant by that was not necessarily saying, and this is where people get so in their fandom, they thought that what I was saying was, okay, well, Goldberg's, you know, you're okay with Goldberg's booking of challenging for the title, and but Ric Flair and Sting, Sting especially right now, is not being used like that. And it's like, guys, I know how they're being used. I'm just telling you I'm okay with these legends wrestling. That's all I'm saying. It's all I'm saying. And don't at me when it happens, but when Bobby Lashley beats Goldberg, it's going to mean something. Because it's showing that Bobby Lashley, I think, especially in this case, is like the new Goldberg in that sense where he's dominant. You know what I mean? Like we used to say that Bobby Lashley was like a mix of like a Goldberg and like a uh, Brock Lesnar. And then you have him being one of those. I think that that's a bigger deal than a lot of people realize. So it's like, I get it. I get that you're disgruntled that Goldberg just comes back and he gets in the title picture, but he's the final boss. That's what they've booked him as. You know, Sting, I would say, has the better booking in the sense of that's how you use a legend but i'm also taking a step back and going i'm just grateful all i'm saying is i'm grateful for sting rick flair and goldberg just being there and still wrestling and my point is cm punk right cm punk but you see like a lot of people in the aew fandom it's like i feel like they make excuses of like well oh well it's because the booking's better and it's like okay i get that but like so if goldberg came to aew he could cough and you all would shit on him. 
oh, he's taking up time for, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I think people need to see it's just a goal. It's a bias against like who he is, because here's the thing. Goldberg as a character, he's never been a good worker. He's not that kind of, he's not fit for the AEW fandom. He's the definition of like everything that is wrong with professional wrestling in terms of, you know, the average AEW fan. And I try to tell people like, just take a step back. Like it's not about work rate with Goldberg. It's literally just smash mouth. Boom, boom, boom. And then that's it. Yeah. And it's like, can you not see just like people? We're all different skin colors. We're all different, you know, likes and dislikes. And yet there's a huge melting pot that can happen in terms of friendship. Like your friends can all look different and you can all learn something from each other. That's how I am with professional wrestling, where it's like, I don't have to always have the Young Bucks and freaking, uh, what's his name, Dante Martin type matches. I can uh, respect the Hogan's and the, and the Goldberg's and the like bigger guys. And I can respect the High Flyers and I respect, respect women's wrestling and I can respect uh, Spotfest. Mm. Can you respect CZW though? No, CZW is just a whole different animal. Yeah. Fuck Matt Cardona uh, in, in GC, GCW, yeah, but uh, I'm just kidding. I love Matt Cardona. But what I'm saying is like, it's just, if we're going to watch wrestling for like three hours, I like having different styles. I don't want it to all look the fucking same, mm. you know, but hey, that's just me, you know, I, I but my, <sighs> I don't want to see uh, <laughs> Audio Land is not seeing the blur out of Kenny and Brandon. Um, <laughs> As cocky as it sounds, I think I view professional wrestling correctly. Because mm. the whole thing is like, I want to make everything make sense to have fun with it. I don't want my criticisms to dictate my fandom. Whereas, if I'm right, I'm justified. I don't give a shit about being right. Like, I was tweeting out all day, oh, the way Tony Khan's tweeting out, it sounds like they're just going to make yeah. a CM Punk announcement. And I was tweeting, don't at me when it happens. And I was wrong. <laughs> I'm okay with being wrong. But some people would be like, oh, well, you see, this is stupid. They shouldn't have debuted him uh, in person. They should have just made an announcement trying to justify what they had previously right. said because they can't be wrong. I love being wrong because it means I'm surprised. To me, wrong means surprise. And who doesn't like a surprise. fucking surprise? Yeah. The only surprise I don't like is Brandon showing up on my doorstep <laughs> with a boombox. Boom yeah. Surprise cunnilingus. That's it. Surprise yeah. cunnilingus. Yeah. Trainalingus. There you go. <laughs> what are we talking about? Why are we talking about this? Because it's such a jarring picture. I'm traumatized by this this quote unquote Ric Flair. It's not really Ric Flair, but I'm I'm traumatized by this picture. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. And I've been on a train before, and that didn't happen. Okay. Um, Kenny, I heard the news that Andrade El Idolo wants Ric Flair and Charlotte to join him at AEW. Is that true? Of course, it's true. Here's mm. the here's the thing, uh, and this is not to insult you, okay? But just use common sense. Why wouldn't he want his soon-to-be father-in-law and his soon-to-be wife with him in a company where he's having fun? You know what I mean? Like, that's just common sense. Like, nobody needs to report that. Of course, he's going to want them there. Yeah. Whether Charlotte actually wants to go there is a completely different story. Maybe she's having fun in WWE, you know. um, But speaking of which, Adam Cole might be, you know, his contract's up. I mean, (laughs) so we might see him somewhere with his friends. But... Um, yeah, I just like I think that's common sense, man. It's like, yeah, of course he would want them there, you know. And obviously with him, uh, with uh, what do you call it, with Ric Flair being at Triple Mania, um, well, shit. Yeah, something. Like that. But I don't know. Flair's in such a good spot right now. 
Charlotte, you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, Charlotte Flair, mm-hmm. I think, is such a good spot right yeah. now. And WWE, like, it would be crazy, I think, for the jump ship now. I and, mean, and that's what I'm saying. It's like she I mean, has to weigh those right, options. So she like, has to yeah. weigh those options where it's like, am I comfortable and happy with what I'm doing in WWE or do I feel like I, I should make the leap? You know, it's going to be ultimately be up to her. Um, but I want to read this because um, one of the topics, we haven't even gotten into any of the topics, but one of the topics was uh, Charlotte was that, uh, yeah. how many times am I going to say topics, right? It's not like Allen Iverson practice. Oh, we hey. mean practice. We talk about practice. Okay. Um, she was backstage at Triple Mania. Oh, and sure. I tweeted out, which <laughs> it blew up was like, why wouldn't Charlotte, like even like Jordan Grace retweeted it or something. Yeah. And uh, why wouldn't Charlotte be backstage at Triple Mania with her, you know, fiance and her father? Like, uh, how yeah. is that? You know, is that like, and I said the, you know, the wrestling wars exist in people's minds more than it does for wrestlers. Yeah. And I stand by that. It's like, people are like, so WWE versus AEW that it's like, all of these guys and girls are friends. They, know each other. they yeah. all know each other. They They've worked with each the other road. in different avenues. Yeah. It's like, why are you making it a war thing? And then a lot of people were saying, uh, and I want to speak to this. Well, they, WWE had a show in Charlotte, North Carolina, that Charlotte was advertised for, and she didn't show. Oh. And let's Man. address that right now. This goes into people seeing things that they want to see first of all card subject to change wow. is always the tagline that you have on a card for professional wrestling uh she was never advertised and what people are pointing out as an advertisement was a picture of the super show and it happens oh, to have charlotte's right, picture right. in there and people are like well she's advertised and i was like and so the first question i asked because he was also on the poster i said okay did ed show up because my whole thing <laughs> is if you are going to say, well, she was advertised and be pissed, yeah. then you need to have that same hate for Edge. Because if you made the assumption that Edge wasn't going to be there, oh, well, you know, Edge only works certain dates, but you're shitting on Charlotte Flair not being there. I think it's like, come on, don't be a hypocrite. I, and it was funny because there's certain people I was asking this question to, and they were completely avoiding answering if Edge was there. <laughs> Because they knew it caught, it's like you you got caught. You got caught of like, well, if Edge wasn't there, he's on the poster too. So we see advertised. I'm just saying. What does it mean? Like you said, car subject to change. Absolutely, and it's like it just wasn't a bigger deal. Like guys, she was she wanted to see Andrade wrestle Kenny Omega at Triple Mania. Can you stop thinking about your fucking self and be like, wow, it's cool of WWE to just like give her the day her off? Go, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but like nobody's going to give that play, credit. Right? Like, like, nobody's going to give that credit. That anyway? Like, WWE yeah. was willing to, like, give her the day off. Whether it was mentioned where she was going or not, I'm sure it was. I'm sure she was like, hey, I'm going to be backstage, yeah. but, you know, no, no photos, no nothing, it'll be fine. I'm sure it was mentioned, and Vince was like, well, damn it. I'll let you, Charlotte, go to Mexico. One <laughs> night only. Uh, can you imagine CM Punk versus Adam Cole? I might, we might not have to pretty soon. Mm. Might see, you know, and now this is where I go, okay, now if Adam Cole knows that CM Punk's there, it's like, does he resign with WWE? You know, obviously there's the rumors of him uh, being offered a million dollars as a contract, but it's like, hey, maybe he would still rather go. It's not about money all the time. Yeah. Remember that. And it's like, maybe he still would rather go with his, you know, his girlfriend, his oh, friends, yeah, right. uh, and potentially wrestling a CM Punk or a Sting or something. I mean, look at 2.0. Yeah. They were not even freaking getting airtime on NXT, yeah, no, and then they show up on AEW, and they're yeah. wrestling Sting and Darby. 
You want to talk about like a come up? Like that is amazing. Do you think Adam Cole is more of an AEW type style? I think Adam than like a main roster kind of guy. I think Adam Cole can succeed can wherever he goes. Yeah. Um, and I think I've said this before. I don't think Adam Cole's realized his full potential yet. And it's up to him to to drive down the avenue of success. You know, it's like, where do you go from here? Because he'll be successful wherever he goes, as far as I'm concerned. I'm, I mean that. Like, he's got the, you know, Shawn Michaels-esque qualities. You know? Um, no, there's not going to be an AEW versus WWE. Um, so people ask me, how about Tessa Blanchard coming back? I'm really disappointed to hear that. I haven't heard anything about Tessa Blanchard coming back, but well, I hope she's surprised she has on a personal level. Anywhere. It's like you know, things have happened, and they are what they are. I'm not here to make any excuses. On a talent level, uh, I've always been disappointed at, at the personal stuff because Tessa Blanchard's like something amazing. So there's a part of me that's like you know, a, a very conflicted, you know, because selfishly there's a part of me that's happy but uh you know i definitely understand the hesitation of not wanting her around but it's like you know at a certain point it's like if she's learned and and grown again i'm not here to yeah. make that decision or not but it's like if she has at what point you know do we give her another chance anyway yeah. um he's down a little bit. it's not about just the heat dying down it's like are they are is the person truly apologetic about what they did and what they said and again, I don't have the answers for you, you know, and do they necessarily need to be reported to us? No. That's also another thing. It's like, we don't need to know yeah. everything too, but you know, I, I get it. Uh, when people are saying, you know, I don't think she deserves to be in wrestling. Like I, I get, I get where you're coming from and I'm not going to sit there and go, no, 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 we should allow her. You know, I'm not going to defend her either. Um, Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy is another dream match of mine. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, people I, want Jeff to, to jump shit. Uh, but I think Jeff's in a good spot in WWE yeah, at the same yeah. time, too. It's like, I kind of like the Hardys yeah. being separate. But, you know, hey, let's talk about one thing that AEW did wrong as far as I'm concerned, mm -hmm. whether it's his decision or whether it was AEW's decision. I do not like what Matt Hardy's doing right now. I've said that it, he's doing the same shit he was doing in WWE. For all the criticism that we had, like, about, oh, well... He's not even broken Matt in WWE or woken Matt. He's mm. he's doing all this like normal Hardy Boy stuff. It's like he went to AEW and now he's doing this Hardy family office stuff. I'm like, I don't I'm not with it. Like, can we get broken Matt Hardy back? Or can we get something else? Mm. It's like just this don't work for me. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Um, off topic, but for the first time this year, I'm not getting the new WWE 2K game. I'm Ooh. getting the AEW game. Ah, um that's not true because last year you didn't get it because they didn't release one. <laughs> it's not true. I'm calling you out right now. Can, can you you buy I promise you, you don't have a copy of WWE 2K21. No one does. Okay. Uh, I'm getting both. Get I absolutely one. am getting both and because going to get the last gen console version as well. I'm definitely no, no. I'll get the PS5 versions. Uh, which oh yeah, listen to me, Lottie. Yeah. I got a PS5. You know, it's actually sitting right behind me over there, but uh. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get the PS5 versions uh, of those games. If, uh, was there a time you guys wanted to be wrestlers? Uh, you know, my daughter looked at me and mm. said, why aren't you wrestling the other day? Mm. And it, I didn't want to tell her, well, that's been daddy's dream since he was a little, but mm. daddy's feeling too old and unconfident to do it. Yeah. Um, I said, well, daddy, daddy's tried. And, you know, daddy's, I, it blew her mind, though, because I showed her that, I stepped into a ring to like interview somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. at one of these knockout wrestling events that we used to commentate for. 
and it blew her mind because it was just like, hold on a second, there's a wrestling ring and there's my dad. Right. And uh, so, full disclosure, my daughter, who's four years old, about to start preschool, uh, she is starting to get in professional wrestling. In fact, I mean, you could grab it if you can over there. Um, you know, I bought her an AEW ring, a wrestling ring, and <laughs> ironically enough, some uh, WWE figures uh, just because I wanted to support. Uh, well, can you even show it? Yeah, there we go. So these are like, this is her professional wrestling ring. Um, so she's really getting into wrestling, and that's why, you know, I got it for her. And here you go. Barbie um, wrestles too. <laughs> first of all, that's Elsa. Uh, Elsa. Um, yeah. Thank you. But she's getting into that. So, yeah, she's just asking these questions that are like pulling at my heartstrings. And then she goes, I don't know. Like, I don't want to encourage her, but she goes, you know, or discourage her either. But she's like, you know, when I grow up and I wrestle, this is what I'm going to do. And it's like in her mind, she's going to wrestle. And I was like, you know what? I could be like Izzy's dad. I could be the supportive dad that my daughter was. I'm not kidding. I know Izzy and her family, and I'm just like, the thought of like me being the dad to like help her try to accomplish her dream is like, it would mean a lot to me. So um, shout out to, shout out to Cody, Cody, Izzy's dad. So, and Jenny for that matter, great parents, um, both of them, you know, to her. Shout out to them. Um, sorry about that one comment. You gotta be sorry for anything. It's your, do not be sorry for voicing your opinion. Um, I accept your apology because I get what you're saying, but you know, I just want you to have fun. That is all I'm saying. That, thank you for that comment. That is super cute. Yes. Yeah. Brandon, so they think you're super cute. Oh, yeah. 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 That's what they mean. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I like this episode, man. Like we haven't even really touched topics, but I think we're having a lot more fun than we usually have, you know, uh, you know, you know. but speaking of people not having fun, I mean, uh, NXT, <laughs> uh, NXT is apparently going to be taping for about four weeks and a lot of people were shitting on it like this is the death of NXT and I was like guys do you not remember that before they went live on USA they used to tape four episodes at a time um, and then again so I guess WWE has officially ended their relationship with Full Sail University and so same thing they're all like oh the NXT's dead and it's like guys no here's what they're doing the rumor is that they don't like the look of the CWC they realize it's dark it's dingy it worked for the pandemic but they need to make it look different so this rumor is that for those four weeks or five weeks that they're taping those episodes they're going to spend that time to reconstruct the cwc and make it look something like something different so this is not the death of nxt this is actually the resurrection of nxt you know this is uh this is going away for three days and coming back on easter kind of thing you know <laughs> not to get too religious there um hollis says hey all see we stayed on long enough for hollis to go oh, back in yeah. um do you collect wrestling figures kenny or is that brandon no no those are mine um technically my daughters that i bought uh growing up i did buy a dude i have a whole closet uh or attic i should say my parents still have all my wrestling figures i might probably had like hundreds of figures and that's not an exaggeration oh. and um oh, and i still have them that mean yeah they're over library, there library but uh yeah i have my own mini wwe network yeah, yeah, yeah myself a, you know yeah. and i don't even have to pay 9.99 for it um nxt was the death of ecw uh in a way because of the game show era nxt replaced ECW like quite literally mm -hmm. like one week it was ECW and the next week it was NXT so in that sense it was the death of ECW but I've always sidebar but I've always said WWE's ECW would have succeeded if it wasn't called ECW the only bad thing about WWE's ECW was that it was called ECW 
Because if you really take a step back and go, like, they built some stars. They literally had Punk going back to Punk. They had CM Punk there. They gave him a platform to finally kind of, like, you got to understand, that's why he came in with such popularity, mm-hmm. because it was like that little bridge, mm-hmm. you know, between, like, the main big bad establishment yeah, WWE. Yeah, right, right. He was in that ECW, you know, like, marquee kind of crowd, and it helped him transition, you know, to a WWE star in that sense. So I don't think ECW gets enough credit for being that in-between. Mm-hmm. They're the precursor to the NXTs, to the AEWs. And I mean WWE's ECW, mind you. Um, it filled a, a void that we had for many years. Um, but yeah, e- NXT, speaking of NXT, um, NXT in its prime, like 2015 or so, when we went to the San Jose show yeah. right before WrestleMania, there's no crowd that felt like that. To this yeah. day... To this day, and, and this is coming from, not a brag, but this is just facts. We've been to WrestleManias. The seven, to be exact, I think, right? We've been to AEW Fight for the Fallen. We've been to AEW events in general. We went to Double or Nothing this year. Yeah. We felt uh, the rawest, you know, yeah, AEW crowd. Like that was marky, Yeah, like, it was, crowd. It was there, yeah. you know? That being said, uh, April, I think it was, 2015... San Jose at uh, the San Jose Community College. I don't remember yeah. what it was. Uh, that show is still to this day. I get goosebumps just thinking about that show because the crowd was something different. Those cats were pretty geeked up. I, I guess, guess this was like before Mania. They were like, oh, no, we're going to show you guys. Like, this is how it's done. So it, it was definitely a research yeah. it if you haven't. Maybe, you know what? Maybe we should do like a like a recap of that event. Like a little like, you know, one of those like WrestleMania type style. Like 10 <laughs> things that happened at. The San Jose event. One, Brandon lost his virginity. Two, no. <laughs> That's not true. Brandon lost his virginity a long time ago. Oh, right, Brandon? Uh, you remember that, right? I was there. Come on, Kenny. You don't need to know this. Is it true that Brandon whittled a Jamie Hayter wrestling figure out of soap? Yes. Yes, it is. On your mark, I love you. Just FYI. You, I love <laughs> Would, would have loved to have you as a manager. I know have yet to return training ever since I found BCW in 2019, but college and the pandemic halted that, still learning the basics. You know, I've had offers to do managerial stuff. Oh, and yeah. to just be honest, I've just been too chicken shit. But, you know, I think once we come out of the pandemic, I feel a little bit safer. It's now or never. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, especially with I have some uh, friends I don't want yeah. to say connections and stuff at AEW and stuff like that. It's like, if there was ever a time for me to try something, it's like now. I don't know what that is, but it's like, well, shit. One day. Um, I never went to AEW, but once it comes live, I'm going, and you should. Absolutely. AEW is a completely different animal. I think you'll, you'll love it. But like I said, going back to the NXT San Jose show, it was like the precursor to TakeOver, and it was definitely like a, like, oh, there's something here. There's something special. Um... And yeah, so if pandemic to the kids, and it was unaired, it, the thing is unaired too. But I don't, th- this will sound crazy to people, but this is completely true. Uh, that show went, and remember California time, that show went till three in the morning. Yeah, it was late one. As in, like, the rumor was that Vince and stuff was like, the crowd loves it. The show is going good. Keep going. Keep going until like we have to like kick them out. So the show went till 3 a.m. Why is that relevant? Because we were on Eastern time. Think about that. It was like 5 a.m. What? Sorry, 6 a.m. our time. Yeah. And we had to drive back from San Jose back to my sister's house in yeah. San Francisco, uh, which was an hour or two, and then go to sleep. That was, that was crazy. But I, I'll never replace that feeling in the world. And again, I would trade all the WrestleManias and trade Double or Nothing and stuff for yeah, that show. 
because that show we were third row and it was just it made me go like oh this is why i'm a wrestling fan like this um maybe we should see if we could scroll down on some topics here excuse me excuse me Brandon, keep talking Soliloquy. Yeah, so when I was thinking about whittling Jamie Hader out of soap, uh, I had to do a lot of research beforehand. So I uh, pulled people out of her social media. Uh, you just sort of learn, you know, okay. structures. All right, wow, good job, Brandon. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, Max Caster uh, okay. this week. We skipped him last week, but uh, definitely was aux- auctioning off some of his ring worn gear in uh-huh. AEW and then he took it down so it's like is it a work or do you think AEW has disciplined him Ooh, this is it's tough to say man like if I were him I would kind of be like man that's sort of lame what they did to me I'd be wanting to get out of there but I mean it's AEW can we be honest and say at this point it doesn't matter because AEW's got enough. They've already, yeah, they got so it's much got going enough on going now. It was the like, wrong time. It was the wrong yeah. time to do what he did. Because now it's like, no matter what, it's he's like lost he's in the shuffle. To get himself over, yeah, and, uh, but he's gonna be lost in the shuffle anyway. Yeah, like you yeah. Said, it's just, yeah. There's like a little bit of a stigma with him now. It's like, yeah. can you really rap the way you want to? Too. Yeah, too. That like kills. Yeah, that kills the so, gimmick. Like, what do you no, mean? I blame him yeah. for that. I mean, I mean, he should have known. The crowd that he was, uh, you know, a, I say, yeah, again, AEW's I think AEW is more PC, yeah, more, PC with it, so you know, yeah. than than WWE, and and you know what I mean by that, yeah. like backstage and like the way they react to society in yeah, general. Yeah. Um, but when AEW <laughs> comes to Portland, should I piss off some smarks with a Dave Meltzer suck sign? Of yes. course, yes, of course. Uh, the acclaimed is red hot right now. No, they're not. That's the problem. Is that you know, it's literally if they were red hot, it was just like Max Caster went. And just like completely took the air out of that balloon. Um, oh God. Um, oh God. I, I hope I'm wrong and hopefully they get back. I love the acclaim. I thought they were like, I thought they were the next big thing. Yeah. And then Max Caster, here's the thing. And I said this with my, uh, another friend of ours. I said, the problem with what Max Caster did. And again, I'm not even going to talk about the, you know, the, the rape line he said, or the, um, you know, the, what was the other one? The Simone Biles mental health mm-hmm. one. I just think that it didn't fit in the scope of what he's been rapping. He's always been rapping like little cheesy things. And then this was the one for some reason that he like came at it like a little bit too hard anyway. <laughs> so forget like almost the content or him getting in trouble. It was like the way I said it was like, this was not in your wheelhouse of raps anyway. You know what I mean? Like usually it's a little bit of like a like haha, but not like addressing topics. Like when he said like, "Oh, Renee, like I'm gonna have a little oral sessions with your wife," you know, like that was like oh, but it's like safe because it's like obviously it's Moxley in the ring. You know, it'd be different if like Moxley wasn't there. But how is that like any different than what he said about the varsity blondes? Was was that? Okay, I agree. Like maybe he was getting there with the with with Julia with the raps about her, but it was like she's still there to defend herself. I think Mm -hmm. is the whole thing, and obviously, like she would look at the camera with the bread and just be like, "Ugh, yeah," and that's cool. But like when you have when you're mentioning the Simone Biles stuff, it's like you should have known that the crowd. You know, a lot of people and you know an AEW crowd might have you know mental health issues or things (laughs) they're dealing with. It's like you can't attack certain subjects. I'm okay with it. Here's the thing. I'm saying as a fan, I'm okay with it. 
I thought the Simone Biles line was fine, but it was the other line that I wasn't okay with because it was like, you're talking about forcible, you know, now, accusations yeah. here. Now, do you buy the thing where it was kind of like, it was kind of weird? Wait a damn second. Hold on. Yeah, let me yeah. read this oh, line. Okay, yeah, wait I, I've been agreeing with you the whole podcast, but this line, uh-uh. Solomon Salt Sultan says Castor would school Ooh, Cena. Bro. No. John Cena John Cena in his prime when he I mean, was doing Cena the was raps. Sick. Yeah, Cena was he could sick literally he was ad libbing yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of that yeah, yeah. shit. Max Castor's very obviously has written these down. Cena, Cena used to just come off the dome with stuff. But I will say Cena used to fucking ugh. It, it obviously he was talking about Renee's podcast. That's what mm, I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That was the genius of it was that right. he was using promoting her podcast. I'm about Renee Young mm. or Renee Paquette, I guess. Yeah. Um, he was promoting her podcast while giving the little jab. Yeah. Again, he was walking lines. Whereas, like, I feel like he just completely pissed all over it. Right. Um, you're overdoing Max. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who cares, man? This is my podcast. Let's do. It. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I think John Cena would kill him. Johnson would murder him. Um, and then here's, let's, let's talk about this. Um, I guess at Triple Mania, the rumor came out and everybody was shitting on AEW that they did not want Kenny Omega to lose uh, the title to Andrade, which was the original plan. And, uh, you know, Triple A went with that. And everybody was like, why would AEW step in? Well, supposedly, I think it came out later that, you know, AEW had kind of like changed their minds, but AAA was like, oh no, we've already kind of booked it with Kenny Omega winning and here are our plans. Like we can't deviate from that. So again, it's like, guys, stop shitting on stuff you don't know. No one's backstage. None of us were backstage there. Charlotte was, you know, but <laughs> none of us were backstage at AAA. We don't know what the booking is. Stop speaking indefinites as if you know what's going on. That's the problem I have. Anytime I report news, I say speculation says, rumors say, because I'm not going to report something as fact. It's irresponsible to do so. You know? Oh, well, AAA didn't want... Uh, well, AAA booked Kenny Omega to win the title. Like, I don't know that. I don't know that. When, uh, when do we see Andrade sort of break out? Mm-hmm. Make a thing. Oh, man, this is an episode I'm going to refer to a lot when I draw. I miss these long, those long episodes. How long have we been going here, Brandon? Oh, no, it's past my bedtime, isn't it? Oh, we've been going an hour. Um, what were you saying? No, I was, I was asking you, like, when do you think Andrade sort of breakout mode is going to be? Or do you think he'll get lost in the shuffle? Or has I hope out? not. I hope not. I hope he does have a breakout moment, but it's going to be hard now. <laughs> but it's not a bad but thing. But because they got a to couple me, shows now. But to yeah. me, it's not a bad thing if it's going to be hard because... I don't think a company should have to make someone shine. I think someone has to step up to what the company is doing. And it's like, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you the criticisms coming pretty soon. I will call this right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Hit a thumbs up if you think it's exactly what's going to happen. Everybody's going to see the Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson's and the CM Punk's go in there and say, you see, now all these AEW talents are getting lost in the shuffle. And AEW's just becoming WWE mini light. You know, and they're going to make all these criticisms at not understanding that AEW has leveled up and it's up to the talent to step up to that level. AEW was never meant to just be here. It was meant to be, uh, I don't want to say competition, but I want it to be the alternative to WWE. Um, I wonder if Jay White will make an appearance on AEW. I'll say it right now. I think he will. Absolutely. I think he will. And I think the Ace of New Japan's coming pretty soon. I think he'll be wrestling at... uh, all out. That's my. That's I'm calling that right now. Moxley. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think Tanahashi is going to wrestle Moxley perhaps for the uh, 
United States title, uh, the IWGP United States title, I should say. Um, I think that's coming. Yeah. AEW, New Japan. Thank you, by Impact. the way. We've had a lot of people who have consistently stayed in the chat, so I thank you all for, you know, staying uh, here on Friday night with us. I had an extra cup of coffee for you all. I literally had a cup of coffee at 8 p.m. I'm the type of person that drinks coffee at 8 a.m., so trust me when I say I'm going to be up all night, so if you want to DM me tonight is the night, tonight is the night, he, you might get something back. He's geeked up, bro. He was, especially after the wrestling, he was super geeked up. I was super, super yeah. happy, you know, uh, for CM Punk. Let's see, Eddie, Brandon, you want to be the one to scroll? Go scroll. Oh, yeah, yeah. This time, huh? Give you a little love tap. We'll give you a love tap. <laughs> oh, I guess, yeah, I guess we're done. We don't really have a lot of topics. I mean, we don't really even have to talk about that. But uh, Brandon, Brandon, I, I wow, well, Jesus Christ, Brandon. I told Brandon, I was like, oh, you know, Sammy Guevara is looking like the Miz a little bit. And Brandon, like, gave me a look of, like, how dare you, like, why would they don't even look alike? And it's like, Brandon is the epitome of I feel like what sometimes what the IWC is. And it's like, they just take you so literally. All I meant was that his attire looked like the Miz's. No, no it was just, you know what it was? I just thought it was a, it was a weird thing, dude. All like, I say, he's got like sparkly, the sparkly yeah. kick pads with the, with the trunks. It looks like the Miz. And then Brad, the way Brandon, Brandon was ready to say, well, the Miz, the Miz, uh, Sammy Guevara wishes he was the Miz. Like he was ready to go off. And I'm like, again, people just read into this too much. Uh, great show, guys. Uh, the comment says, great show, guys. My favorite wrestling pet, uh, pod. And uh, on your mark, uh, I will tell you, you have made uh, the show very fun with your comments That's about right. Brandon uh, and stuff and, yeah. and made me pop. So please join us yeah. as much as you can. I love you having you here. And I loved everybody in the chat right now. Again, like I said, been pretty consistent in the chat. So thank you so much, guys. Uh, it, was, uh, it was like the one comment you made about uh, about his wife when he was proposing to his wife. Uh, oh, I, are you going to bring that up? <laughs> no, you see that? I, was, I told Brandon a comment, and Brandon looked at me as if I had insulted this woman so badly. So, I, so Sammy Guevara proposed to his to his wife, and what I meant by it was like you could tell, like you know. Sammy Guevara and this girl have been together for a while. And I said, it was cool that, you know, he's still with, I, essentially what I was trying to say was, it's cool that he's still with the girl that he was with before he was famous. And the way Brandon took this was <laughs> as if I said that, wow, I'm glad he's with an ugly girl. He's still with an ugly girl and hasn't leveled up. That is literally the look that Brandon gave me. And I was like, no, like, I'm just saying that like Sammy Guevara hasn't gotten an ego to where you know you see some athletes and you see some people go okay f the person i was with i'm going to date another wrestler you know what i mean i'm gonna go date uh, somebody else on the roster or something like that i said i think it's cool that he's still grounded and still maintains what he had and knows who was there with him when he didn't have shit but because brandon doesn't understand human emotions and real love brandon <laughs> took this completely wrong forget rose to the top i want Sammy and his Brandon and I yeah. are no longer watching yeah. AEW Dynamite together. <laughs> Brandon's only coming over to watch Roads to the Top. That's right. Uh, Hollis says, I'm sad I missed the beginning. Well, luckily for you, YouTube has a replay feature. This has actually been a fun episode. Brandon, I'm going to make the call that I think we should do more in-person episodes. Uh, you know, well, yeah, you know, we'll see. But uh, ah. Freaking Latrell <laughs> sprew well his ass. But um, yeah, guys, again, I just want to thank you so much for being here. And anything else do we want to talk? Shit, we didn't even talk about SummerSlam. Oh, that's right. Wait, 
Who wins, bro? Cena Do me a favor, someone Reigns. in the chat, hit me up with the card for SummerSlam because I want to give our predictions on this before we go. Uh, ugliness is not the look, it's the attitude. Uh, much love from Takas Jericho to MC True Long Island Story and now Wrestling With Regrets joining in. This is the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's not the same. Uh, don't joke him, Kenny. Bad <laughs> Kenny. Um, yeah, we're probably getting demonetized and everything for that. But again, somebody in the chat, hit me up with the SummerSlam card because I want to talk about it. So let's start off. I guess we'll start off with Sasha Banks versus uh, Bianca Belair. Um, where was Sasha Banks on SmackDown? Because I feel like, is there a problem? Is there something going on? So they were apparently there was rumors that she was taken. She and Bianca Belair both were taken off. Off of some show. Off right? of the yeah. shows last week. So, I mean, COVID possibly, but... Bianca obviously either tested negative or something happened there because she was on the show tonight. But I think there's a huge glaring um, the fact the fact that uh, she, she wrestled twice yeah. that Bianca yeah. Belair had to wrestle twice I think tells you that something was planned that couldn't happen. Uh, whatever it is, I hope Sasha Banks is okay for tomorrow. But hey, I mean, card subject to change. But it's still being advertised that it's supposed to happen. Maybe Sasha Banks is just backstage at, yeah. at you know, her husband's, <laughs> I don't know, something. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So. And Seth Rollins. Yeah, but no, what I, what oh, I wanted to say, um, what I wanted to say about Sasha Banks and, and Bianca Belair is like, hey, you know, maybe she can't make the show. You got a returning Becky Lynch, you know, oh, possibly so to play call, with he's there. He's called the Becky. I'm calling the Ronda. He calls the Becky. Ronda's, Ronda's, Ronda's pregnant. Very pregnant, actually. Yeah. Why did they do this? Yeah. So, um, haha, you're saying he didn't pull a Russell Wilson. Exactly. Perfect. That's what I was talking about mm. with Sammy Guevara. He, you're saying he didn't pull a Russell Wilson. Wilson had a five with him at the draft. Yeah, remember? <laughs> Remember how happy she was? She thought she hit the, the lottery. Do you remember that joke? It's a meme. Okay, it's a meme. Um, but here we go. I, thank you guys for letting me know in the chat. Edge versus Seth Rollins. I think that has potential to be match of the night. Whoa, hold on here. Alexa what? Bliss versus Zero Talent, Eva Marie. Are you insane? Come on. All right, so we'll skip to that. So Come on. I'm sorry. We can go back. No, no. Let's talk about that yeah. one, and we'll go back to Seth Rollins versus Edge. <laughs> Why are people thinking that Eva Marie doesn't have talent? Eva Marie sneezes and everybody freaking boos. Eva Marie has the crowd in the palm of her hand. And somebody had tweeted out, yeah. why does Eva Marie not do all this awesome stuff? They were showing all this, these moves that she was doing with oh, the, yeah. the Brian Kendrick and all of that. And I said, because she doesn't have to. I said, Eva Marie doesn't have to do shit. And she's like the most hated person of the night. So it's like, why, why go give the five-star matches, you know? But I think we'll see it at SummerSlam. I think we'll see, it's like, a, a better match. Fun. Yeah, we'll see, like, a good... Yeah, I think yeah. people will be surprised uh, by her. Um, so I think Eva Marie's a lot more talented than anybody gives her credit for. And I'm not even remark. I'm just... I've been a fan of the, her character since she returned. I think they're doing a good job with Dewdrop of, like, her being the heavy. And, like, you know, that is, like... She's treating her a certain way. And even just the name change to Dewdrop... It was like you can kayfabe Dewdrop was an Eva Marie creation because yeah. she went to say like when they were asking her, what's your name? And she went to say Piper Niven. And then Eva Marie goes, eh, her name is Dewdrop, you know? So it's like even the way they explained that, I think, was ingenious. Um, so I'm excited to see. But I think Alexa Bliss is going to come out on top because it's like she's got the whole 
fiend-esque character. It's like you can't have her lose. Um, Where were we at? Seth Rollins versus Edge. Again, I think it's going to be match of the night. I think it it really will be match of the night. There's no way it can be bad because these are two parallels of each other from different generations. So as much as Edge says Seth Rollins is is Edge light, it's like there is some truth to that where, you know, he is a spinning image of Edge. I think if, if anyone took the Edge mantle and ran with it, it was him. And uh, I love how like Seth Rollins is correct in his feud where he's like, you know, what an egomaniac. You think I'm an edge light who talks like that? You know, so it's like there's little like nuggets in this feud, which I think are great. Um, so I'm excited for th- that match. It was uh, weird to the footage from 2014 Edge with the short hair. Because like, well, Edge, like, wow, had, like Edge had truly retired. Yeah. Edge had truly become like. You know, I'm retired and this is my retired look. And now like he's again, he's got the wrestling yeah. look. So, yeah, it's it's super weird to see him like that. Um, are the fiends dreads real? Yeah, <laughs> they're real. Um, well, you see, the funny part is everybody's talked so much that all the, the matches have gone away. Uh, so please. So oh, some gender. gender versus Drew. I don't even want to talk about that match. Come on, what? I'm so mad at this match. Why? Like That's like, again, this is to show you fair. Like, I don't want to see that match. And it's cool. All it's I want, look, look at where they are. All I want is for Drew McIntyre to bury freaking Jinder Mahal in that what? match. I want him to like beat the shit out of like you know Jinder, <laughs> throw up the hands three, two, one, and then hit him with the freaking claymore. Yeah, and just like Drew, just like ah, oh, just like kind of like Hulk up, and that and that be it. I don't want to see them have like a, a long match. <laughs> I got heat with Jinder Mahal. I've told the story before. Oh, no, I, I, do, I don't like Jinder Mahal because he came into freaking Sony. Yeah. Uh, at the time, oh, you know the story. He came into Sony and he was like, "Do you all have any uh, laptops with uh, what was it? No, he. Do you have any tablets with a CD drive?" And I'm like, it, "You mean a tablet? I mean, what the fuck? What am I saying? You mean a laptop?" And he's like, "No. Every time I say that, somebody says a laptop." And I'm like, "There is no. The whole definition of a tablet is doesn't have a CD drive." <laughs> he's the modern day Maharaja. Right? The modern day fuckhead. Yeah, he's fucking he's guy. I was like, like circa 2011 or so. And I'm just like, man, like, but the way he did it, he's like stormed out. I was like, what a dick. (laughs) Like, maybe he became WWE champion. So maybe, maybe, maybe I'm doing something wrong. You know, is that a water drop on the grass in the morning? What, 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 what do you say? Um, Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio versus the Usos for the SmackDown tag titles. I have a theory. Yeah. Yeah, I have a theory, which is that Dominic Mysterio is turning heel Uh because he's showing shades of like, um, you know, cheating and things like that. So I think he's going to turn on his dad and have a feud with his dad. I think culminating at WrestleMania. I don't know if we take it that far, but I think we'll have something to where, you know, you'll have your first father versus son feud. And like, how blessed are they to have be able to do that? I think it's the first time we'll be able to see this. Um, Any other matches I'm forgetting? I feel I'm forgetting a whole card here. Um, Oh, uh, Goldberg and uh, Lashley. Goldberg and Lashley is going to be quick. It's going to be smash them up, and it's going to end with Bobby Lashley winning. Bobby Lashley's winning. He's coming. Do not fear Goldberg in this match because, again, it's like everybody's shitting on, like, you know, why is Goldberg there and challenging for the title? Bobby, it's just to look, Bobby looks strong. Hmm. It's going to be a good match. I think it's a lot, it's going to be a lot better. Just like Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg at the Rumble. Nobody wanted to say it was going to be a good match, and it was. And then afterwards, of course, because everyone has to be right, they were like, oh, it sucked. It's like, no, it didn't. It was short, it was sweet, and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember that talk. I couldn't remember the episode oh, number, but I remember, yeah. Tag team, almost 
AJ Styles yeah. versus RK Bro. There's no reason why RK Bro shouldn't win the tag title. Because you got that whole odd couple, like they are the perfect definition of like what, like, kind of thing. yeah, that whole odd couple type thing that WWE likes, and um, I think it's I think it's going to be a good match, you know. So, uh, with me, I'm going to say this right now: AJ Styles will eat the pinfall, and there's going to be a lot of people upset. There's going to be a lot of people upset. They're going to be like, you know, AJ shouldn't have lost, you know, but AJ Styles. There's no way almost can take the loss. Plus Randy Orton giving an RKO to AJ and him losing. You could see that happening. So I don't want anybody to misconstrue. Like AJ Styles is eating a clean pinfall in that match. So I'm going to call that right now. You know? Um, Oh, rolling this championship. E-A-S-H. Ripley or Charlotte Flair. uh, Let's talk about Nikki A-S-H's booking just real quick. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people are shitting on the fact that you know, she is been losing. She's been losing. And it's like, I don't understand how people work themselves so bad in this because of course she's losing. Her whole character is that she perseveres. Even though everyone doubts her, she overcomes. And how did she win the title? Money in the bank. She won a title that she wasn't meant to win. It, we're talking kayfabe. Yeah. She wasn't meant to beat Charlotte Flair. She just cashed in at an opportune time. How is that not perfect booking? It's just showing like, oh, she's not supposed to win anything. And then when she does persevere at SummerSlam, which I think is my prediction, it'll mean something more. I don't know. I think people are working themselves too hard with this one where they're like, oh, she's the, she's the Raw Women's Champion. She shouldn't lose. This is the one situation where I think she's okay losing. To Charlotte. Right, it's Charlotte Flair in terms of kayfabe. Charlotte Flair is like the Goldberg of the freaking women's division. <laughs> like she can run through everybody. And again, Nikki cashed in at an opportune time. You know, again, it's just I feel like people are mad for no reason. But uh, anyway, United States champion Sheamus versus Damian Priest. Um, They'd make the change. Definitely make the change there because Damian Priest is coming off of you know Bad Bunny and just huge feuds th- there, and you know. He probably got the whole of Puerto Rico on his back as a result. Mm. Give, it, give it to him. The crowd's going to go crazy for it. Um, Sheamus especially has been injured. Why not give it to a hot baby face that can do something with it? You know, my opinion. So. And finally, I'm calling it right now, people. Match of the year candidate. No, will be match of the year. Universal champion, Roman Reigns versus the greatest of all time, John Cena. I feel, like we, I feel like we missed the match there, but okay. Let's, okay. All right, hold on. Any clue where they're going with the Elias character change? I have no idea. I feel like there's nothing they can do to be better than Elias, but let's just yeah. see. Uh, I'm not a fan of, like, stripping away a character like they're doing. Yeah. Like, when they do a character change, it's okay with me, but when they do a specific, this character is dead and this is the new one, I feel like sometimes it doesn't live up to the hype. Um. John Cena versus Roman Reigns. I love how they're booking this feud because Cena is so humble in this feud. And what I mean by that is like, you know, the irony again, it's like Roman Reigns is picking at, oh, this is the 0506 John Cena, right? But in reality, 0605 John Cena would have just absolutely destroyed Roman Reigns. And he'd been like muscling it up and just stuff. But like this older, wiser John Cena in kayfabe says, I don't need to beat you. I'm going to get my ass kicked. 
but all I got to do is beat you for the one, two, three. He's doing such a good job of putting Roman Reigns over as the guy and saying, I don't need to be the guy. I just need to roll you up for three seconds and catch you off guard, and I'm a 17-time champion. And it's like he's getting in the kayfabe, he's getting in his head, in Roman Reigns' head, but at the same time, again, he's building that as you're the guy. You are the main thing. I know I can't beat you, but I don't have to beat you. I just have to roll you up for one, two, three. I like it. Yeah, I don't know if this is like predictable of what people know what's going to happen, but it's like I, I don't know who wins, and I'm actually like going to mark out whoever wins. You know what I mean? I, I think it's obvious. I mean that it's Roman's winning, thing. but I love the like the idea of the 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 stipulation he put. Yeah. If I if you win, I'm leaving WWE. I loved it. Like even though it makes it to me, it almost makes it more obvious that Roman's winning. But it's one of those things where it's, again, be, just because I say I think it makes it more obvious doesn't mean it makes it more uh, obvious sure. because they can swerve us. Yeah. And it just adds more layers to everything. And that's, again, where people got to have fun with their fandom. People go, well, it makes it obvious. Roman's going to win. Do you know that? Do you know that 100%? But it's getting your mind working. <laughs> you <Right>. know? <laughs> Receding with garbage, dude. Why are people shitting on Roman Reigns versus John Cena? It's like, yeah, it's like, but this goes back to the different, different strokes for different folks mentality. It's like, I can like everything CM Punk, like I said, and then still like this match. Yeah. I'm happy. As a wrestling fan, I'm happy this weekend. I'm so happy. You got a little bit for everybody. Yeah. You got Punk. You got that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a five-star feud. They'll have at least a four-star match. All right. <laughs> I want all y'all to message me when Roman Reigns versus John Cena is a lot better of a match than you think. <laughs> Seriously, the year, there's, to me, there's no way they can have a bad match. Both John Cena, we were there for his dark matches okay. stuff. He was firing all cylinders. He's still the same old John Cena. Um, Roman Reigns is doing the best work of his career. How is this not a recipe for success? If bad. Cena's wanting to get this guy over and Roman's doing the best work of his career, there's no way this can be bad, especially in a, what, 50, 70,000 plus mm. stadium with the crowd just eating it up. Uh, come on, guys. Use your heads. Like, use your heads on this. This will be a good match. But anyway, guys, I um, think we've gone on yeah, long enough. This has been yeah. fun as hell, man. But uh, doing this in person. Again, CM Punk debuting tonight is, I think, the biggest news. Thank you for having fun. If you were excited CM to see, him, uh, see CM Punk debut, leave us a thumbs up on this episode. Let us know you had fun. And uh, we will see you back, what, next week, Brandon. We'll discuss what time, uh, probably Friday or Saturday. And we'll see you then. Take care, guys.